past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Welcome to The Career Confidant. We're glad to see you here today. And we are just excited and honored to have Dr. Carol Parker Walsh with us today. And she is going to be sharing some of the insights of what's going on in corporations that's creating opportunities for both career services providers as well as the employees that work at these corporations. So, Carol, thank you for joining us. You have such a long and wonderful history with the legal background and then doing some work in companies and working in academia. I just love this richness that you bring to our conversation. So thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> yeah, so you're seeing. It's, listen, it's nice that all those years of schooling and work paid off, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And you have seen inside corporations as a consultant, and now you work as a coach with leaders. And I know you're seeing, as we all are, this talk about employee engagement programs and diversity programs, but things are shifting a little bit. Tell us what you're seeing. Oh, absolutely. You know, and, and it's all because of the pandemic. It's interesting because we've been having, you know, those of us who've been in this space have been kind of shouting out, you know, from the valley <laughs> that like these things are coming and this is happening and that you have to relook at how you manage your career and and things of that nature. And, and employers were looking at the same thing, but of course the pandemic has accelerated everything. And so now as the dust even still continues to settle around um, a lot of the variations and conversations around what the pandemic has caused. One of the things that he's, has emerged so powerfully is this idea of really having a human-centric approach of really, really leaning into um, what's important for the employee, how are they managing themselves, the connection between their purpose and the organizational values. You know, so much has changed. And like, we've seen that. We've seen that the pandemic has caused on the employee side, right, this, this desire to find meaning and value in what they do, which is why we had the great resignation, and even more so for women, which is why we're in the great breakup with so many women and female leaders leaving organizations because they're still looking for that alignment. And that's been something I've preached for a long time about career life alignment and understanding your career fits in the greater ecosystem of your life. It's not this isolated thing. And that's become um, no more true than now since we've gone through the pandemic. But employers are also seeing that and are wanting to create spaces that are allowing people as much as they possibly can. They're still figuring it out too, but wanting to engage employees in a much different way and, and really respecting and honoring their, their, their goals and you know their relationship with how they want to work and things of that nature. And it's so critical that we do that because just behind you know, the pandemic or really what I call the, the great realization, right? We had the great resignation of things of that nature. We also had the great regret. And to me, that is a sign of people making these moves, but without still doing the work to understand 
what are the right moves for them, right? Or looking for the organization to tell them what to do. And organizations right now are looking for employees to help guide them on their path. So gone are the days where you kind of show up and wait for a mentor or a sponsor or your manager to kind of direct your path. Now the employer is looking for you to be able to come in with a clearly defined career pathway, a clearly defined understanding of what your trajectory looks like and how they can help you, how they can partner with you to support you as opposed to you really just being at the whim of the organization. So things are really, really shifting, you know, quite a bit right now. Yeah, and we've been talking about people needing to take control of their career management for a long time. But for a while, it was like companies would kind of do it, but it was like, no, 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 that's on you, employee. That's your problem. And now companies are going, wait, 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 that's our problem, too, because if we want to do skills-based hiring and we want to have succession plans and we want any of that continuity and not the you know talent shortage, we're going to actually have to help people do this. So let's talk about the employee side for a second. As I said, we've been talking to individuals about needing to manage their careers for a long time. What tools do people need today to really be able to do that? Yeah, well, you know, employers have said that by 2030, that 94% of their employees are going to have to be reskilled or upskilled, right? And there are definitely a lot of new breakthroughs and technologies and things that are coming to bear that employees are going to have to understand. But but one of the things that I think is really important that we can't undermine is that they're also saying that they understand that the human connection and having a human-centric approach is going to be so powerful to really solving problems, building teams, and really changing the dynamics. So... It's, it's not just kind of the hard skills that we're used to. There's going to be a lot of focus around collaboration, influence, interpersonal communication, right? The ability to express yourself, right? Because you can have all the skills in the world, but if you can find a way to bring it into the workplace in a way that's going to influence, connect, and actually implement change, that's going to be problematic. In addition to the fact that you have to be you know, agile and flexible, right? You know, we live in a in a VUCA environment right now, right? It's, you know, the, the, the terminology that was picked up, you know, by the military about being, you know, vol- volatile. We're still in this volatile uncertainty, you know, time, ambiguous time. And so it's requiring people to have this, this nimbleness, this ability to be able to read the room and support where we're going and see futuristically with ability to craft a vision, knowing what's ahead, as opposed to just looking at what's in front of you. So the skill sets that employers are really looking for and wanting coupling with those hard skills that we tend to think about are some of these human-centric approaches to how they're working and how they're showing up, right? By by over 50% interpersonal skills and critical thinking skills were some of the top things that leaders have said that they're wanting their employees to be able to bring to the table in order to support them in this time of uncertainty and consistent, constant change. Right. And we've got to figure out the hard skills we need to develop for tomorrow, what technologies we're going to have to be able to use, and those soft skills. And you said, you know, dealing with ambiguity, dealing with change. Most people aren't great at that. I I think there's some stereotypes of older generations not being great at that. And so we have to understand that that's what we're looking at. And 
we need those skills, we need to be able to demonstrate those skills, and we need to be able to communicate that we have those skills in a way that has depth, all right? We're not talking about yeah. slapping interpersonal skills on your resume in a list. We're talking no. about really being able to demonstrate them. Yeah, and 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 the, the, the misnomer, I think, for a lot of people, particularly older generations, is that they don't have these skills, that these are some skill sets that somehow or other they have to find and develop. And I am a huge com- proponent of understanding that you have those skills, you've utilized them in other areas of your life, but you need to learn how to translate and articulate them for the workplace and for where you are in the workplace. So first of all, it starts with really having the cellular level confidence in your abilities and what you do bring to the table, really digging deep and looking over the course of the past positions you've had, whether and both in and outside of organizations, whether you volunteered or done some other things, there are ways to mind all of your experience so that you can hone in and see, like kind of remove the title, remove that and really look at how you were implementing and carrying out tasks and roles. You probably were utilizing those skills and not even thinking that that's exactly what you were doing, right? So you have to really kind of go back and really dig deep and find those skills and abilities that and translate those into the things that you were doing before so that they make sense, right? You want to be able to create a career vision, right? You want to be able to see beyond where you're going. I did a talk in November and I remember someone in the audience were struggling with the fact that they wanted to step into leadership and they felt blocked and why isn't the organization seeing them as a leader? And I said that if you can't lead your own career, if you don't have a plan and a strategy and a vision for your own plan for your career development, why would an employer think that you can have a vision and plan and lead a team, right? So we can't just think about these things in silos and just in, in pockets, but see them across the table and across the board to see how we can really leverage what's already there, kind of really dig in and mine that so that we can utilize that for the larger um, place in the organization. Wow, that's so powerful. And similarly, if we can't manage change within our own space, within our life, within our career, and as you said, that plan and vision, then we can't demonstrate it for right now. I mean, just as COVID is gone and we're not hearing about it as much, people are still dealing with a lot. And as you said, women maybe left the workforce. Now they're trying to come back, but in a different capacity because we've all yes. reconfigured how our life work balance is going to come together. Um, and so employees are still trying to figure that out too. We had quiet quitting. <laughs> and there's, uh, you know, just that where is that line between being good in your career and, and showing up and living? And how do we balance all of that, which is a challenge for most people? Yeah, and I think for me, the fundamental answer is you taking control, right? You being the CEO of your life and agenda. And I think for too long, many people feel they don't have a control, that, you know, they have no say, they have to do whatever the employer says, but we're moving away from that. Employers are really looking for you to come to the table. I was working with a client the other day, and she was frustrated because she had told her her, her uh, manager that she wanted to promote it to leadership. And when a leadership opportunity arose, he said, here you go. But then she said, well, I don't want that leadership opportunity. And so he was like, but you said you wanted a leadership opportunity. 
opportunity, but we're not being clear, right? As employees, we are not being clear. We're putting it out there, but we're not understanding and really articulating where we want to go and what we really want. So we're not looking at that trajectory, which from my perspective opens up a huge potential for career professionals to be able to support in that way. Because while employers understand that they need this 94% um, upscaling and, and, and um, development, right? They know that training and development is going to be critical. They're not necessarily funding T&D departments, right? Or diversity departments to be able to answer the call. So there's, there's a, you know, kind of a dirt there that needs to be responded to. And I think that's the place where career professionals, if they're reading the signs and having vision for their own businesses and seeing what's happening can really begin to answer the call within those organizations. Yes, and that will move us into our next conversation, talking about what is going on in organizations, are they cutting these programs, and what does that mean for the employees as well as what does that mean for consultants, career services providers, et cetera, who might be able to to partner with companies to offer that opportunity. So we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, talk about what's really going on in companies in those areas and what that means for all of us. We'll see you in just a few minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Do you need directions to solve financial future? If so, the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern for the Money Answer Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidants. And today we're talking with Dr. Carol Parker Walsh about what's going on in organizations and what that means for employees and for career services providers. So Carol, we were talking about at the very end here how they're not funding training and development. Uh, the diversity program funding is kind of dwindling. And this is frustrating for those of us in this space, right? We see, hey, you have this huge need to help people upskill and to bring diverse people into your organizations. And yet 
we see this time and time again, every time there is a recession, those are the first first positions eliminated. But there's Mm -hmm. some hope that this time might be different. Tell me a little Mm -hmm. bit about what you're seeing. Yeah, I think that um, what the conversation seems to be framed toward is that they're not putting the money toward it because they love to have organizations, smaller boutique organizations really come in and meet that need because they know they can customize something. They can do it very quick. They can do it in a very nimble fashion to be able to craft something that meets the need as opposed to just having someone on the payroll long-term that may or may not be able to really address the needs that they're looking for. So while some do have existing departments there, they are right now, organizations have said they are ready and willing to spend the money to bring organizations, small business owners, for example, in or career development specialists or consultants or coaches to really come in and meet the need, you know, for those who know and can articulate what the need is in the organization, who understands where we're going and be able to craft some levels of support for them that can really, really make a difference, right? Because organizations are saying that they need people, they want to create leadership skills that are universal and evergreen. So they want to create something that's called like deep capabilities. So it's really helping leaders to understand how they can not only um, show up as powerful leaders, but also help to drive the organization forward in an uncertain time. So, So remember, we're talking about both um, tooling and and supporting the individual contributor, but also there's a big supporting space for helping leaders to really step into their leadership role and help lead the organizations greatly. So there's not a lot of skill building at that level because organizations are calling upon leaders to be able to do so much more than they were able to do before. They're calling on leaders to become coaches themselves. So how are they gaining the skill sets to understand how to really build a supportive coaching environment? Because studies show that when you have that type of environment, you're creating more psychological safety, you're embedding more authentic trust with an organization, and we know that drives innovation, right? We're looking to how can leaders really support the diversity uh, agenda. A lot of employers are getting it right and not just segregating diversity initiatives into one department, but seeing how they can infuse it throughout the everyday practice in organizations and having leaders be the one that spearheads that. So that means we're going to need inclusive leaders, you know, and having an understanding, again, that human-centric approach of how to build spaces of belonging and inclusion. So these these type of skills is what I was talking about from the human-centric approach that organizations are calling their leaders now to take up the charge in the areas that used to be exclusive in training and development or in diversity departments and are looking to leaders to be able to do that. And that's a prime place to come in and provide that level of support to leadership to be able to do that work, to be able to teach them how to foster that environment environment and not just in everyday training, but an ongoing support on how they can embed these practices as a daily everyday practice and not just a one-off training or things of that nature. I think employers have gotten wise that the one-off training doesn't work anymore and they need ongoing support in this area. Yeah, I love that. The partnering of training with coaching and as you said, training the leaders to be coaches And, you know, I know this may be an unpopular opinion, but I think it's really hard to be a leader right now, right? Leaders are people 
They had the same struggles during COVID as everyone else. Now they're being asked to lead virtually. They're being asked to walk this weird line between hybrid and virtual and come back into the office or not. And um, Mm -hmm. as you said, they're also being called to lead inclusive organizations, which shouldn't be new, but it it is for Mm -hmm. many of them. And so there's a lot of challenges, especially for those maybe more entry-level managers or mid-level managers who haven't been doing it long enough to pivot the skills they had into this new world of work. Yes, yes. And I think that is where a lot of the services that, you know, career professionals have been doing could really meet the need of that. You know, for example, you know, the the resume writer, the someone who has been really skilled in understanding how to pull out and translate skills and show value and uh, be able to interpret and tell the story of all of the brilliance that someone brings to the table to the employer could do a little bit more work, you know, connect going on maybe a long-term basis and really support a leader in not just being able to articulate it in a document, but actually embrace it and have it embedded in how they show up as a leader because they need that as well. In addition for the individual contributor and most employees who are there, like how do you on a day-to-day basis be able to show up in the beautiful work that a resume was giving? I think, I think just as employers and organizations are upscaling and retooling, I think for career professionals, the same thing needs to happen. We can't work in silos anymore, right? We have to maybe add some ability to understand what branding is and how to help people position their authority, not only in the workplace, but beyond, right? We have to, instead of doing maybe just um, a branding document for one leader, maybe going in and, and working with a suite of leaders and helping them understand not only how to brand brand themselves, but what is their branding message inside of the organization in terms of what they're doing and the impact that they're making, right? So there's so many ways in which we as career professionals could really upskill and reskill ourselves in order to really meet the needs that are out there so that we can have more ongoing connecting engagements with organizations and not just like one-offs, just like we talked about the training, the one-off training doesn't work anymore. And I really think in terms of the career engagement is not going to just be a one off anymore. We're going to have to really think more broadly and more holistically about how we can really make an impact understanding the future of work and where we're going and the changes that are are, are ahead for us. Yeah. And I talked to a recruiter. He was talking about how the, they're bringing more coaching into the individual managers are supposed to not even just do coaching, but do career coaching for their, their, uh, their team. You know, what's next and where are they headed? And I don't know if you've seen Deloitte did this big outlay of what skills-based hiring looks like. And it isn't just mm-hmm. about, you know, looking at the job and what are the skills and matching the person up to that when they're applying, but the skills-based organizational ideal also looks at what are the skills that are needed and what who's on my team and how can I get them into the right seats, which, I mean, that cliche has been around forever, but it's like now organizations are actually having to do it because of the Mm -hmm. talent shortages, because of the cost to hire, all of that has just become so much more. And so they're actually putting that in place, even though we've been talking about it, I don't know, for probably 20 years, organizations have been talking about it, but now they have to do it and they don't have the resources. 
Absolutely. So can you imagine going into an organization since, you know, they're looking at how do we develop our talent and make sure they're in the right spaces? What a great opportunity that is to really go in and help individuals learn how to brand themselves so that it's easier for employers and leaders and organizations to know where to find the talent within so that they don't have to go without. Many times people are working on a completely different side of the campus of an organization and a leader doesn't know that they have talent right under their own nose. So how do we go in and help to be able to build that capacity for an organization so that they can tap into uh, the internal talent that's within? I think that's a huge need within organizations because too often they have worked in silos and they don't know what's there, particularly when it comes to inclusive leadership and understanding the diverse talent that they have in organizations and the women and women leaders they have in the organization. Because that too often is in silos. You don't realize somebody who's been working there for 10 years has the exact skill set that you need, but because your departments don't cross each other or don't have conversations with each other, you don't realize what's there. So, so honestly, I think part uh, one big aspect of moving forward is going to be how do we help individual contributors and leaders understand not only the coaching process, but also the branding process and helping people to really step forth as authorities and leaders and the work that they're doing and really presenting those skill sets throughout the organization in ways that they haven't had access to before, right? So it's not just going to HR and saying, who do you got? But it's really leaders talking to each other because they have this pool of information that they can tap into to be able to get the support that they need. Yes, yes. And I'm so excited. So Carol's going to join us during our Career Thought Leaders Symposium this March in San Diego. And we've had presentations in the past on how career services providers can do business with corporations, how they can come in as contractors. And we're going to dive deeper in this session. Carol's really going to give us the nuts and bolts. What does it look like to make this proposal? How do you develop those relationships so you can earn that business? And I'm excited mm -hmm. for that because this is a big new door opening to career services providers, but there's always been a little door and you've been acting in that space brilliantly for so long that I'm just so thankful you're going to share this expertise with our group. So thank you for, for doing that. Oh, you are so welcome. I'm so excited to share it because there, are, there are so many opportunities, and you know, I really want to help us rethink. You know, for many of us, rethink how we're doing business, just like employers are, and just like we're asking the people that we're working with to rethink as well. It's time for us to really think deeper and broader about what we can bring to the table as well. Yeah. So if you're interested in that, if you're a career services provider or recruiter or someone who wants to get this, this information of getting onto the corporate opportunities that are available for coaching and career service and providing, go to careerthoughtleaders.com. We've got our 2023 symposium information there. And uh, we'd love to, to have you. We'd love to see you there. And Carol, where else can people find you if they're looking for following your information and the great work that you're doing? Yeah, I appreciate that. Well, I have a podcast called The Midlife Career Rebels. So if you're an individual, a leader, individual contributor looking to really amp up and step up in the work that you're doing in the place that you're at or looking to transition, that's a great place to, you know, catch me and get some resources. And it's the Midlife Career Rebel podcast. 
Um, and if you're on the corporate side and you're looking for that level of support to really come in and create some peer-to-peer connection and opportunity, those individual, you know, leadership development and creating deep capabilities, you can also find me at carolparkerwalsh.com slash corporate and learn everything that I could bring to the table for you there. Yes. Awesome. We're Carol, thank you so much again for joining us. I'm just so glad to talk about these new trends that are coming and what they mean for employees, for employers, and for career services providers. We're going to take a short break here on the Career Confidant. We'll be back, but we are saying goodbye to Carol. And Carol, thank you so much again for sharing your expertise. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. We'll be right back here on the Career Confidant. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Say It Skillfully is my radio show about being who you are and saying what you think needs to be said. This is your host, Molly Chang. I'll help you find the right words to tackle any challenging conversation you've been avoiding. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, the more you accept that you're part of the problem, the faster you can be part of the solution. You'll learn how to achieve success on your terms and be happier, healthier, and more productive at work and in your life. Check out SayItSkillfully.com for practical resources, including my 90-second videos, real-life examples showing you how to speak up skillfully. I invite you to call in with your questions. Join me live every Tuesday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. And no, I'm cheering for you. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Hello, and welcome back to The Career Confidant. We were talking today with Dr. Carol Parker Walsh about the trends and what's going on in organizations in the training development and diversity space, career pathing. And this is really exciting for those of us who've been around for a while because we've been waiting for organizations to really engage more in this mandate to individuals that they needed to take control of their own careers. 
And as I said, we've been talking about this, I don't know, for at least a decade, that individuals needed to take care of their own careers. Organizations weren't doing that. The career pathing and, and ladders aren't there and haven't been. Now organizations can see that they need to get involved in that process a little bit because this talent shortage that is looming and the employee engagement challenges that they're facing, the retention challenges that they're facing are pushing them to really get involved in this conversation in a way that they haven't been in the last 10 to 15 years. And they also don't have, for the most part, don't, don't want to... Um, any of our HR colleagues that are that are having these skills and have the time to do this, of course, but for the most part, organizations don't either have the knowledge base inside the organization or the time to execute this in-house. So I've met some amazing organizations that are doing career path work in their their organization. They've put together plans. They have things where individuals can see a career path and can find resources easily to access that path, but they are few and far between. It's a lot of work and it is a separate function typically from the day-to-day -day training and development or HR world for someone to be involved in this career pathway creation. And when I saw this report from Deloitte, so Deloitte put out uh, a report and some visuals related to skills-based hiring late last year that we have in our white paper. So if you're interested in the, the trends and getting some more depth on them, you can go to careerthoughtleaders.com backslash white paper. And in our 2023 Career Trends White Paper, we, we share some of this Deloitte data, which isn't just looking at how to hire for skills, but really how to create a skills-based organization that is focused on understanding what people can do, their skills, but also their motivation and their goals, so that you could put those things together and build pathways for people that align with their skills, their interests, and, and their motivations. Now, of course, that is a really challenging, that's a challenging call for even a company that has a lot of organizational support because it, it means that the individual has to have clarity in those areas. And most career professionals could tell you that individuals don't have clarity in those areas and they need help with that individual work as well as then identifying that pathway of how to live out that clarity at an organization. And it's exciting to hear organizations talking about this. It's exciting for them to be, you know, having these conversations and putting some resources into it, but it's really a tall order to address because of the individual, the work that needs to be done before you can partner it with the organizational work and create those pathways. And as Carol was saying, that when you've got the individual struggling to put together their own career plan, they're gonna have a hard time getting those opportunities. And she told the story of you know a manager going to an employee and saying, here's this leadership opportunity that you said you wanted. And the employee saying, well, no, that's not exactly what I meant. We don't know what we want so we can't communicate it clearly or we just maybe don't know the right words to share it clearly. 
And so then we may end up with opportunities that aren't a good fit or not getting the opportunities because people don't know where to put us. Um, and, and so then they might not offer the opportunities because they're unsure. This is the challenge for you as an individual employee is getting clear on your strengths, your goals, your interests, what we call your personal brand. So I know personal brand has kind of been thrown out there a lot in much different ways recently, but our program on personal branding and our coaches that are trained in personal branding, it's that deep understanding of who you are, what you do and what you wanna do and the value, how it connects to organizations and what they're looking for. And when you have that baseline foundation clear, then you can communicate it. And that's the, you know, the communication phase of, of branding. Then you can communicate it. And, uh, you know, Dr. Walsh talked a couple of times about how this becoming an, an authority and really being able to build your visibility for what you want to be known for, that is the process of branding. But first, you've got to have that foundation of, of what it is that you're going to be communicating. And that's where a lot of people struggle. And so when we see organizations being called to do this kind of work and managers being called to do this kind of coaching, those of us who've been in this space for a long time go, oh boy, that's not a, that's not as easy as it sounds because people are complex, because people's values are always changing. What motivates them changes, you know, not every day, but frequently. And because there's a lot of confidence issues that go in to people choosing maybe not necessarily what they'd love to do, but what they think they can do or being, you know, just not being able to communicate it well, not because they don't know, but because they lack the confidence. And Dr. Walsh talked about that as well, this kind of granular level confidence that we need to be able to truly have clarity and then to be able to communicate it. And for most individuals in, in the workforce, that is, that's a challenge. And then you put onto it that you've got to see where organizations are going, have that futuristic lens so that you can align your strengths and your goals and your brand, not to where the organization is today, but where they're going in the future. And this is one of the topics that I talk about a lot. I just was on an interview with Petra Zink who's another one of our presenters for the Career Thought Leaders Symposium. And we were talking about this challenge of staying up on the latest, right? It's not easy. It's not a simple thing, but it's also not undoable. Undoable. It's not, <laughs> it's not something that's impossible. Let's say that. First, we've got to know who we want to pay attention to. Because if you pay attention to everything you can get very overwhelmed. So you want to look at the industries that you're interested, the industries that you're targeting, and what organizations provide good insight. So we share a weekly career trends happy hour. I just shared a post about it on LinkedIn this weekend. You know, don't you wish that someone would compile the career and economic trends for you? We do that on a weekly basis. And we like to frequent certain 
publishers, McKinsey, uh, Deloitte, World Economic Forum. And then we also like to bring in some diversity because you want to be careful of not having input that's just from a certain um, geographic region, just from a certain um, political persuasion. If you're in the U.S., you want to get some diversity in there so that you can monitor trends in, in ways that your baseline organizations may not. Now, I think that those organizations have a pretty good broad view, Corn Ferry, Deloitte, McKenzie, um, and and you look at those big organizations, they pull in a lot of data, um, maybe a little bit left-leaning, but you have to you know, look at the, the data sets they're collecting and, and take that in. What's in your industry that you can follow? And then what's going on in your company that you can follow? A lot of times individual contributors and even low-level managers may not pay attention to the resources that your company is already putting forth to share some of this information with you. So are they doing calls on monthly, quarterly basis that you could go and then listen to? And really today, for most people, it should not be a surprise when we get laid off. I mean, even the people at Google and Apple, and well, I guess Apple didn't do any layoffs, but Google, Facebook, Meta, the numbers have shown for a while that these organizations were struggling. Their stock prices are struggling. Consumer purchasing was down here in the US. So there were some signs that things were going on. And on the surface, you may not have seen that. If you're paying attention to some of the economic indicators, the number of economists predicting a recession, and the amount of hiring that those organizations had done in the last 12 months, there were some signs that there was going to be a shift. And some of the economic and tech trend followers had been talking about for a while that we were shifting from this focus on investment and blue sky, you know, how much could a company be worth to investment in profitable companies who's delivering a profit, who has something we can sink our teeth into today. These are the types of trends, and you know that's tech industry stuff, and it might not be your industry, but these are the type of trends that we're wanting to look at in your industry. What are the challenges? What are the cycles? Because a lot of this is cyclical, and we can look at the cycles in our industry of years past and be pretty certain of what might be coming in the future, is yes, Things go faster and COVID accelerated some trends, but the baseline cycles of things go on and continue. And even as Carol and I were talking about the decrease in funding in training and development and all of that, even that is on a cycle that we can predict, especially when people start talking about an impending recession. What do you pay attention to in your industry? Who are those followers, the, those influencers, if you will, who are those people that can help you stay up on the latest? Who are the organizations that are already compiling and providing information for your industry that you can pay attention to? And then what are some other sources you might want to bring in to make sure you have well-rounded input as you decide what comes next for you? 
We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, I'm going to outline some of the steps that you might want to take as an employee and some of the steps you might want to take as a career service provider in light of these trends in organizations and specifically in training development and diversity. We'll take a short break and we'll be back in just a few minutes. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Are you a business owner, 1099 contractor, part-time employee, or volunteer who needs group health coverage you can actually afford? Do you know a nonprofit who would benefit from unlimited zero-cost funding? How about cost reduction, school safety, mental health wellness, and more? All these and more are fair game on finding certainty. If you want more certainty in your own life, you are not alone. Join us each Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Find your own brand of certainty and realize your personal American dream with Finding Certainty, hosted by Patrick Lang. Let's unwrap the certainty experience together. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we were talking with Carol Parker Walsh about how you can take control of your career. What are some of the things you need to do as an individual? And what are some of the opportunities that these shifts are creating for career services providers? So let's jump in and talk a little bit about you as an individual employee. And if you're running a business, I think the uh, mandates here are a lot similar. First is figuring out you know, people call it your zone of genius, what you do well, what you really enjoy to do, because it's not just what you do well, it's also those things that you enjoy doing that give you life. Why? Because we all know that we're run down, we're struggling with that life work balance. And no matter what you do, you still will want to find those life work balance opportunities. But your life and your work are going to be so much more enjoyable if you do what you like to do. So we've got to figure that out first. And again, it's not just what do you are you good at, but what do you like to do? And seems like an easy quest, but it's that digging in and really understanding what is that? How do you talk about it? um, What are those skill sets? And then connecting it to what do you want to do more of 
as a career services provider can tell you that it is way too easy for people to make that list of things they don't like, they don't want to do more of, they don't, don't, don't. That's good. But, you know, set a timer on that and then move on to what do you want? Because what you don't want isn't going to help you find what you do want. At some point, we have to flip the conversation and figure out what do we want more of? Because that positive vision is going to be what attracts people in to help us. It's going to be what people need to help us, like our bosses, our managers, our, you know, our mentors. They need to know what we do want more of. Now, when you get that down, then you start thinking about where. Where are you going to do this? What industries do you enjoy? And, and do that research. Do that connecting of the dots. Because each industry is reacting much differently to the current changes. And if you feel overwhelmed staying up with trends, it might be because you haven't narrowed down what industries really matter to you so that you can focus in there and you can really pay attention to those industries that matter. Now, if you're running a business, these same two things make sense to focus on. What is it that your business is gonna do? What are they gonna do really well? And then who are they serving? Whose problems are they solving, right? And when you get that, those two pieces clarified, then you can move into the research phase, the, the communications phase, and putting that brand visibility together, putting that, you know, that picture of this is what I'm an authority in together. I've seen a lot of things recently in the news talking about how personal branding is exhausting and personal branding is dead and personal branding is whatever. Most of these places are misdefining per personal branding as far as I'm concerned, because you could build a personal brand without ever touching the internet. May not be recommended, depending on what you do and who your audience is, but you could do it because personal branding is all about you building likability, credibility, and trust with the people that need to know you. And yes, you can do that by posting on social media and you know whatever that might look like. But one, you don't have to do that. And two, that might actually not be the best way to do that because you're trying to build visibility with everybody instead of just building visibility with the people that need to know you. I would take it smaller. And this is true you know, even if you're in business, you still might want to use social media as a tool, but start smaller. Who needs to know you? Those are the people that you want to put your effort into building your brand with and doing it through conversations, you know, internal communications tools. And yes, social media is great, but you still want to make those kind of one-to-one -one or small group connections not worry about trying to post on social media to where everybody's going to build you, you know, everybody's going to know who you are. That's becoming an influencer, that's social media marketing, that's way beyond personal branding. Personal branding is who are you, what do you want to be known for, and who needs to know you, and then you're doing the communication necessary to build that bridge to connect those dots, not the dots to everyone on the face of the planet, right? That gets overwhelming. And, uh, you know, an article in the New York Times about how people are getting depressed. Yes, because they're 
not really focused on building their personal brand. I would argue they're built, they're focused on trying to be famous and becoming a strong personal brand and, and becoming famous or becoming an influencer are two totally different things. Personal branding can be life-giving because now I know who I am, what value I want to offer to the world, how I want to connect, the problems I want to solve, who I want to help. And then I go out and I have some real conversations with people that are in that market to understand if that connects, to build those relationships, to uncover opportunities. And it may not be at the same scale that I could achieve if I made it bigger, but I don't necessarily need it to be huge. So do you need to be an influencer? Do you need to have that visibility, huge visibility? No, no, it depends on what you're actually trying to do. I talk a lot about this with my small business owners because the pressure for a small business owner to market online, to have a social media presence, to have a million followers, but that may not be what they need to achieve their business goals. I do have to say one thing that meeting people in person has a lot of value. There is an emotional connection that we make when we meet someone in person that is very hard to replicate online. I'm not gonna say you can't because people have and they do and you can if, if you need to, but find those opportunities within your company. I know we're all against going back to the office right now, but I gotta tell you there is benefit to getting in person with your team, to getting in person with your manager, to getting in person with your industry, your potential customers, whatever that might be. Find those opportunities, make the effort, get dressed, you know, do the thing and go out and meet those people in person. Of course, as Carol and I were talking about, we're having an opportunity in March for the Career Thought Leaders Symposium and career services providers to get together in person to make those relationships. And some of the relationships at events that I've been to have led to big business or small, awesome referral relationships that probably would never would have evolved or would have taken years to evolve online alone. Don't be afraid and set your budget, you know, so that you can go to some of those in-person events for your industry to connect with the people that need to know you so that you can bring the value that you want to bring to the world. And of course, check us out again here next week on The Career Confidant. We look forward to seeing you here and to talking about the topics that you're interested in. You can always reach out to me at Marie, M-A-R-I-E, at careerthoughtleaders.com to let me know what you want to hear about. And we'll see you right back here again next week on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.